Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, coming to you live, not live, actually, <laughs> whatever, coming to you from London. On a freezing cold rainy day, it's one of these days, you know how London has this kind of mythical reputation of just being covered in a sheet of permanent fog? And you know how that's totally not true? Well, today it actually is true, and there's this layer of miserable fog just hanging over this the, the town like a blanket. Um, and it's refusing to lift, which is weird, because sometimes you get that in the morning, but um, you don't, uh, but then it kind of lifts after and after you know, mid-morning is kind of gone and there's a bright blue sunny sky or or a damp grey sky, but the fog lifts. Anyway, today, I don't know what's going on today. It's one of those, you kind of expect Jack the Ripper to jump out from behind a tree or something like that. So um, I'm kind of sitting here warming my hands with a cup of tea, trying to get myself in a suitable state to record a podcast for you. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show, italki, who've been uh, with us almost since the beginning and uh, italki is a place to find teachers, people who you can practice speaking your target language with. So if you've never spoken before, or you don't speak very much, or you haven't spoken for a long time, italki is the best place to, to sort that out and to get speaking again. We have a, a special offer for you where you can get $10 of free credit to use to put towards um, some lessons. And you can claim that offer by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Brendan. Hi, Ollie. My name is Brendan, and I'm currently learning Greek. Um, one of the things I find really frustrating is a lot of the materials, in fact, most of them, um, make heavy use of romanization of the Greek alphabet. Um, and I've seen this before with with Japanese and Chinese and, and other non-Roman um, alphabet languages. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on romanization um, and if there's any place for it in language learning. Hey, Brent, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to leave the question and to, to call in, as it were. Uh, romanization. OK, cool. I like new topics. This hasn't come up before on the podcast, I don't think. Um, all right. So romanization, good thing or bad thing? Well, let think of it like this. In an ideal world, um, we would be able to read and write our target language from the beginning and uh, and we would just be in kind of one long happy process of reading and writing and and, uh, and everything we do can be in the target language from the start uh, but obviously that's not the case and um, when you there are lots of languages around the world which don't use the roman alphabet greek is an example uh, russian is another and then the further east you travel or i guess west if you're in the u.s <laughs> You start to get to Asian languages where it's a whole different ballgame altogether. Japanese, Chinese, um, and then you've got, obviously, you've got Arabic, you've got, the, the, got the, the list is, uh, is long of languages which, which don't use the Roman alphabet. And so just for those people who, who might not be completely sure what we're talking about here with Romanization, Romanization is what you do when you take a language with a different alphabet and you represent those sounds in the Latin alphabet, the Roman alphabet, the one that we use in English, so, so, so that we can understand. 
So, for example, in Chinese, you have pinyin, and pinyin is well. If you've ever seen Chinese writing, you know that it's not. <laughs> it's no walk in the park, right? You, you uh, not only is it difficult, not only is it totally different system, but it's not phonetic either. So you can you can know a character, but that doesn't tell you how to pronounce that character. Okay, so it's like a double whammy. And so with pinyin, what they do is they write the kind of English equivalents of those sounds, and sometimes there is a uh, an equivalent. Sometimes it's kind of the same. Sometimes it's not. I mean, obviously in Chinese, for example, you've got tones and different sounds. But broadly speaking, you can kind of get fairly. You can get close enough so that a, a newbie in the language can actually, um, you know, can read and write using this this kind of um, English type version of, of the language. So. Um, that is what romanization is. And as you've noticed, Brendan, often learning materials use this romanization. Now, why do they do that? So you're, you're, you're learning Greek and you obviously, I imagine that you've been tackling the Greek alphabet, right? And you want to find materials that are kind of at your level that are in Greek and that aren't romanized, right? Because you want to, you want to immerse yourself in the alphabet. So why do publishers choose to use the Roman alphabet? Why do they use Romanization? Well, think of it from the publisher's point of view. If you're going to teach someone Greek in a self-study book, then, and you want them to, to learn to, you know, you want them to learn the Greek alphabet, then the first thing you've got to do is to teach them the Greek alphabet. And you, and everything that comes after that relies on the student having studied and learnt <laughs> the Greek alphabet. The, the, for a publisher, the trouble with that is, is that you simply can't make that assumption. Because what's going to happen is a whole bunch of people, huge, a massive proportion, maybe even the majority of people, are not going to take the time to learn the Greek alphabet. And so the rest of the book and all the, all the learning materials that come after that are completely useless because they haven't learned the alphabet. So from a kind of commercial point of view, as a publisher who's creating materials and textbooks and stuff like that, they have to use romanization because you've got to cater for the lowest common denominator. You've got to assume that people are either unwilling to learn the alphabet or don't want to or haven't got the time or something like that. So the easiest decision of all is to use romanization. Now, I don't know Greek, so I don't know exactly what the ramifications are. But I, as I understand it, it is similar to, say, Russian in the sense that you've got a new alphabet to learn, but it's not particularly difficult. You've got 24 letters in the Greek alphabet. So again, if we compare it to Russian or, or Arabic or, as I understand it, to Korean as well, which I believe is fairly simple to, to, to learn the alphabet of, um, you've got... A, a task which is achievable. It's the kind of task where you say, okay, if I'm going to learn this alphabet, I could probably do it in a few days or at most in a few weeks. Now, a different question is how long it takes you to get comfortable using that, but but it's it's definitely doable and shouldn't be too hard, right? And now, obviously, difficult, That's what, it's very relative, isn't it? But compare that to Chinese for a minute where you've got thousands and thousands of characters to learn, which are not where, where there's no alphabet where you can sp spell words out. You have to learn each character individually. That is a difficult uh, writing system to learn. Okay, that is, that is hard. Something like Greek with 24 letters in it is 
achievable. And so, you know, I think us language fans, people who, who enjoy language learning, would look at a challenge like learning the Greek alphabet and say, okay, I can do that. So now give me materials in Greek. And what happened, what would happen then your experience would be, all right, um, it's going to be, it's a little bit tricky at the beginning. I'm a bit slow reading at first, but before long, you know, within the space of a few months, I'm actually up and running. I can read stuff in Greek. Um, or I, might, I might not know the vocabulary word, but I can at least read it and spell it out. And this is by far the best way of doing things because then you, you just get immersion in the real language right away. And one of the, see, one of the problems with romanization, and this varies from language to language, one of the problems of romanization is that you cannot always accurately represent the sounds. So romanization often is not accurate. And again, I don't speak Greek, so I can't say for sure. Um, but the languages that I've uh, that I've studied, which often do use romanization, and I'm thinking in terms of Cantonese with its six tones, uh, Thai, very again very similar to uh, to Cantonese, lots of tones, but also different sounds, Arabic doesn't have tones, but it's got different uh, letters. You, you can't, there is no direct representation of those um, of those letters in the Roman alphabet. So you've got to have like a system. You've got to create a system uh, to sort of represent these different sounds. And you can, people end up tying themselves up in all kinds of convoluted knots by, you know, like for example, in Cantonese, people use the, the, the Yutpeng system, uses puts tags a number onto the end of the romanized word to represent the tone i mean it's, it's all silly but the thing is that with a difficult language like say cantonese where or, or chinese where the reading is not easy and takes many years to do you've really got no choice otherwise people would spend you know two years learning to read and write intensively before they could even start learning the language so the, you know, it's from language to language, the, the, the specific uh, decision making criteria do change. I think the harder the language, in terms, the, the more complex the writing system of the language, the more necessary that the romanization is. I would probably argue that when it comes to something like Greek or Russian or Korean, where the, where the writing system is fairly straightforward, you know, if it were me teaching that course, I would make you, I would force you to learn to read and write right from the beginning because it's a relatively small amount of work and um but then the benefits are huge you get straight to the correct pronunciation you just there's, there's no need to use romanization when you when you can learn the alphabet from the beginning but again if you think about it from the perspective of publishers who are producing self-study books you know you can see why they choose to uh to to, to use that romanization because Again, they've just got to cater to that. They've got to make the assumption that the person using it is not going to learn the alphabet. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Brendan. I mean, in a nutshell, I'd say with, with simpler languages, avoid it like the plague. Uh, for harder languages, you probably need it to get started. But but again, like having having learnt and struggled with many Asian languages, what I would say is with romanization, yeah, use it to get started because you need to, otherwise you'll, you know, you'll never get anywhere. But I would say right from the beginning, you should learn to, to write. 
Absolutely. And I've got to change my tune a bit on this, actually, because, you know, back in the day when I first started learning Cantonese, I very much took the approach of, um, no, I just want to start speaking, you know, I don't need the writing for that. And I think that, that that's true. And that's fine to kind of get you up to an intermediate level of speaking, you know, to get you up. And if all you want to do is to be able to chat and, you know, have a, have a nice conversation, that's fine. But the trouble is you very quickly hit a ceiling where without being literate in the language, you can't read. And when you can't read, you really kind of cut your, your learning options off. Uh, so there we go. Those are my thoughts on romanization. Uh, it's, it's actually been on my mind, actually, because next year uh, I am releasing new courses, new beginner courses in a bunch of different languages. Um, so we have Spanish Uncovered and German Uncovered at the moment, which are my my beginner courses in Spanish and German. Um, coming very soon are Italian and French, already in production with some incredible teachers. I, I, I've spent so long looking for, searching for just the right teachers to work with on these courses. And I found some, a couple of incredible teachers who I can't wait to introduce you to. Um, but we're also doing Japanese, Chinese, Russian and Arabic uncovered. And so this whole thing about the script is very much on my mind because I, I have this, this, this very dilemma, you know, let's say that you would like to learn Arabic with me then uh, I would say, <laughs> great, <laughs> good choice. Um, but then I would have, I've got this dilemma of, okay, like, do I teach you to read and write from the beginning? And if so, I, I need you to be comfortable with the fact that we're going to spend a fair bit of time learning to read and write at the beginning before we get onto anything else. And I've got to be confident that you're going to do that. And if you don't do it, or you let that kind of uh, stall you or or you take too long over it and you never really get through it and then the whole course that comes afterwards is uh is is, is wasted because you're never going to get to it and that's particularly important with chinese and japanese japanese has got three alphabets or three right three scripts i should say chinese just has one but it's a very difficult one so what do we do there like do, do I, I can't spend two years teaching you chinese intensively you know reading and writing we have to start learning that's the whole point so i'm i'm really kind of grappling with these issues right now and, and it's by no means straightforward but i think certainly for arabic and russian we will we will tackle the writing system right at the beginning because we don't want to be using romanization for those when the alphabet itself is is is, is straightforward to learn so i'll update you on that that's probably a uh, probably a um a topic which could do with some further further discussion and when i when I get to a point where I've made my decisions about how we're going to handle the script in, in our new Uncovered courses, I'll come back on and, uh, and let you know. All right, Brendan, thank you for your question. If you would like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. And at the end of every show, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today I would like to point you in the direction of my friend Judith's new books called Script Hacking. Judith Meyer, she's a fantastic German polyglot. She's just released a bunch of books uh, called Script Hacking, where she kind of teaches you her shortcuts through uh, the through the, the writing systems of, of, of different languages. She's, I, think, I think there are four books. I will link to those in the show notes. So if you'd like to take a look at those, which I highly recommend, 
because uh, she's fantastic, um, then um, please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 290. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 290. Thanks for listening. See you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.